What's going on, all you nostalgic Super Saiyans? I am Come your host, on that beat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Corbin Andrews, joined alongside me by the man who's glistens in the pale moonlight, <laughs> Christian Flincham. Yeah, your co-host, Christian Flincham, here. <laughs> also, on the other side of the world... There's someone on the other on side. On the other side of the of, of the, the world. mic. Other side of the mic. <laughs> Say it that way. We've got dot dot dot. Kendra Nichols. Ooh. It's me. We did it's it. It's a you. It's a me. We're here. We did it. We found a time in this crazy weekend yeah, that we could this, record. This, yeah. Honestly, we really are just one dysfunctional <laughs> podcast. Hey, we we did our, it. We did it. Just We're trying here. To trying to get our crap in one sock, and it <laughs> has failed every time. So, oh, let us talk about what our elf eyes are seeing. Everlast, what do your elf eyes see? Who wants to go first? I have a lot to talk about. Okay, so. why don't you go first? I went first and, last time. Okay, yeah. so, Christian left me this week, Christ and God. I spent a lot of time watching some Netflix. So... First thing is, I finished Disenchanted. Oh, uh, is that good? Okay. I hear good things. I, I love adult cartoons. I When Family Guy was in its prime, I love that. I love Rick and Morty. I love Archer. I, I was really excited to kind of watch the first, like, Matt Grogan thing from the beginning. And I could say that it's... Pr- it, I'm probably going to get a chuckle per episode mm. and that's probably it. Mm. I just don't think, I just don't think I'm a fan of his stuff. I respect it. I mean, if you a show that's been around for, you know, like 25 plus years, like the Simpsons, obviously you're doing something right, but it's just not my, it's coming back for a second season. It's been renewed. I, be, I mean, I believe it. It's, it's, Do it you... was good, but it's just not, I just don't think it's my, my kind of humor. Mm. Have you watched Futurama? Bits and pieces of it. Oh my word, I love Futurama. See, you should watch I that from the, the same, beginning. I feel the same way. Oh. Like I'm just gonna chuckle here and there, but I'm never gonna bust a gut like, like in Rick and Morty, which I think is the funniest show right now of that of those. I do kind of like cartoons. I do like Rick and Morty. <clears throat> yeah, um, me too. The other news I uh, started watching Ozark season two, so I'm about halfway through that oh, and snap. still. Just as good um, as season one, and it's kind of speeding up and getting pretty interesting. So, watching that, um, I watched a movie called Kodachrome with oh Jason Sudeikis, Elizabeth Olsen, and uh, Ed Harris. Very good. Really into it. Um, Good movie. Don't really know who directed it, but it was a really good movie, uh, just as far as... Uh, it's about kind of a dysfunctional relationship between a son and his father, and and it was it was really good. So, kind of been a busy week for me, and uh, also on Tuesday night on our scary movie <laughs> watching, uh, we decided to watch a movie that Kinder recommended, Ghost Stories. Um, I'll let Christian take it off from there. Yeah, th- this is going to be the one that I was going to bring up because. 
I really I've watched like random things this week on TV, but nothing like all the way through. So I feel like this is the one the one thing that I can remember that I've watched. <laughs> so um, ghost stories. It was it was uh, really good. Kendra actually was kind of scared through it, but then see, I told you it was scary. I mean, the whole thing. Not to give anything away, the whole thing with mouths. That's all I'm gonna yeah, say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. Was so that was creepy. Yes, to me. it was. Yeah. Um. So that that that. What was, did you uh, what without giving it away? What did you think of the ending? Do you think it ruins it, or do you think it's good? Um, I wasn't a fan of the ending personally. I go ahead, Kinder. Well, I I don't know. That that's what my friends who I watched it with said, but I I don't know. I thought it was a, a scary, creepy ending. Without giving anything away, I just think the ending kind of it cheapened the whole the rest of the movie for me a little bit. So it, it did, it good, but I was okay with it. <laughs> it was it was a good movie. Martin Freeman was really good uh, as always. That kid was it, creepy. Oh yeah, yeah like freaking out the where the the one with the guy that was on watch or whatever Mm -hmm. that was the creepiest for me like i was like hiding behind i was too a pillow the whole time yeah and i definitely jumped a lot during that yeah i did too but uh yeah i thought it was i thought it was a good movie i just i don't know that the ending i really didn't i thought it was a good it was it was surprising. Like I didn't think that that's how it was gonna go. Right. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, but I also wasn't really that satisfied either. We'll have to end. we'll have to talk about the... this off the podcast because I had some questions about it that I wanted to ask you, like stuff that stuff that was in it that never gets answered. So we'll have to yeah. we'll have to talk about it when we're not recording. Um, right. okay. But anyway, so for our Halloween movie, well, it was called Wolf, the movie that was picked by Nick. It was Nick's pick. And Nick's I'm going to tell you the cast, and I want you to tell me if you think it would be a good movie. So this movie stars Michelle Pfeiffer, Jack Nicholson, James Spader, David Hyde Pierce, and others. Doesn't that sound like it's a good cast? Oh, yeah. This movie was terrible. It was so <laughs> bad. I think it's maybe the worst. It's one of the worst we've ever watched for a Halloween team. So it's about Jack Nicholson in the beginning of the movie gets bit by a wolf. And he slowly turns into a werewolf over the movie and like starts killing people. But it was just so bad boring and there was more about his job in the publishing world than there was about him being a werewolf so it was it was it was not good i don't recommend it unfortunately (laughs) it was Mm. we all got to experience it together and we have that memory now but not good um i've also been i've been binging the office hardcore it's been getting me through the the weeks here so i'm I just got to the episode where Michael leaves, uh, so I'm 
getting into those later oh, seasons. Man. Spoiler spoiler alert, tough. Christian. Michael Michael leaves <laughs> at some point. I have no sympathy no. for trying to hold back with Christian. That's already known. I already knew that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've also watched some Halloween episodes of, of the shows I watch. So Bob's Burgers just had their Halloween episode. It was so funny. I was dying laughing. One of the kids dresses up like Paul Rudd's character from I Love You Man. That's his Halloween costume. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, that's not even the funniest part, but very good. And then Modern Family was, of course, uh, a great episode. So lots of yeah. lots of good stuff going on, but mostly lots the of mostly stuff. the Office. I haven't even like been reading <laughs> anything really. I've just been I've been busy. The best of things. Yeah. The office. Yes, I I know. I love it. It's when when I'm feeling like I just need I need something good. I turn on the office. It makes me happy. Yep. It's always there for you, Christian. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we move on to news? Let's break off a piece. All right, here we go. So, uh, I always feel like, oh, I don't have a lot of news. And then I type it out, and it's always a lot of news. So, let's start with the actor who played, who has played Big Bird on Sesame Street is leaving the show after almost 50 years of being on the show. What? He, I um, love that guy. I know. His name is Carol Spinney or Spiny. I'm not sure how you say it. But he has been Big Bird since the show debuted in 1969. He's done over 4,400 episodes. Um, and he wow. is finally leaving the show, which is, cr- it's so is crazy like, to think that there's been one person who's been Big Bird our entire lives. Big Bird this whole time. And now, I mean, I don't watch Sesame guy. Street, but it's going to be, it's going to be sad to think about that. He's not, guess, but he didn't I die. the question is, is, is he just well, like retiring? Like yeah, away from the game? Yeah. Well, it said in like... A couple years ago, he just got too old to do the puppeteering because he was puppeting Big Bird and voicing Big Bird. Um, so mm. he stepped aside from doing the puppet and just was the voice. And now he's stepping off from that. I think he's just. I think he's just getting very old. <laughs> I think he's in his nineties, mm. actually. Oh wow! So yeah. I wonder if they'll retire Big Bird then, or if they'll just keep well, going. Listen, oh wow! The show must go on, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That'd be that'd be yeah. You wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to ruffle any feathers with that decision. <laughs> oh, Christian, you walked they, right into that one. What they should do is have like Big Bird, Big Bird's cousin, like yeah. show up. So that way, it's like, you know, you say yeah. farewell to Big Bird or something. Yeah, it's I like don't know. Exit. Yeah, I don't know if it'll they'll do anything like that. I mean, it would be, it would be weird to have if he had a different voice unless they have someone that can match that voice exactly yeah well i mean they Which, did it they've I mean, done they it with lots would. of other stuff they did it with spongebob they did it with i don't know spongebob was the first one that came to mind but oh, yeah he, he was revoiced oh yeah mm-hmm. i didn't even know that yep yeah different voice all right next bit of news um in 2012 production started or the idea came about for a Titanic 2, as in oh my God. this Australian businessman named Clive Palmer what, it wanted to rebuild 
a, build a replica of the ship and take it on the oh. and take it on the route that the original Titanic went on. So he started this and then production was halted in 2015. Um, and now it's started up again and they're saying it's going to set sail in 2020. Okay, when you said uh, Titanic 2, I thought a movie. Yeah. No, no I'm sorry. No, <laughs> an, actual sh- an actual ship named the like, Titanic 2. What more could we possibly do <laughs> in that? So... <laughs> movie yeah i know it's a it's a retelling um, from billy zane's point of view <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Titanic too. um so yeah so he's rebuilding uh, he's building an exact replica of the ship he's gonna put people on it and they're gonna go the same route that the original titanic went not enough times pass it's too soon too soon. Too no. soon. Well, soon. I don't know. We'll see. I wouldn't get on it. Just... I bet those tickets cost a pretty penny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Almost like a blue diamond necklace type <laughs> thing, probably. Oh, yeah. Probably the only way you can do it. Yeah. Now everyone could drop their blue diamond necklace into the water. <laughs> yeah. You too. Mm-hmm. Uh, all you right. You too. <laughs> So there is a Pirates of the Caribbean reboot in the works um, by the and the people writing it are the Deadpool writers, Red, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. Um, so we we don't know anything about it so far other than they're working on a reboot. So it was kind of up like people were wondering, will Johnny Depp be back? Will Orlando Bloom be back? Um, so later this week. Um, it was announced that Johnny Depp will not be involved in the franchise anymore. Um, so Captain Jack Sparrow is done. Well, well, I can say that's a good thing with a full heart that I do not want any more pirates in my life. I liked the, the newest one. I thought it was pretty um, good. I think it just needs to die. <laughs> well, too bad. They're rebooting it. <laughs> I just don't... I. I it probably should have stopped after the third one, and even that was probably. Well, the fourth the fourth the one first, was really the first bad. one was like awesome, and then it just kind of all of them went downhill after that. So that's it, not true. Listen, oh, it most certainly is. I don't like Jerry Bruckheimer. He's in my mind. He's kind of like it. He's like the Michael Bay of producers. All of his <laughs> movies are just, and considering him and. Michael Bay have teamed up quite a bit. Right. It makes a lot of sense. Well, so I... I'm not a big Jerry Bruckheimer fan. I like most of the Pirates movies. The second one is great. The third one, everyone was against, but I thought it was pretty good. It was just way too long. The fourth one was pretty bad, but there was stuff about it I liked. And then the newest one, I also really liked. So... I I don't know. I'll watch whatever pirate stuff they give me, I guess. I'd like it if Orlando Bloom came back, obviously. Oh, I'm sure you would. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> but uh, I guess we'll see what happens with this. You know, I must have gave up on this franchise a long time ago because I had no idea there was six movies. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually... ignored Pirates of the Caribbean. Since so the I was talking with my husband about this the other day, and he was like... Um, you liked the newest one. And I was like, I did. And he was like, yeah, I remember. And he like described it to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did like that movie. Okay. 
Wait, can I let let me just give you the Rotten Tomato scores for all of them? Oh Are you dear, ready? yes, go ahead. Okay, the first one, The Curse of the Black Pearl, seventy nine percent audiences, eighty six percent. I love Dead that Man's movie. Chest, fifty four percent audience, seventy two percent. At World's End, forty four percent audience rated it at seventy two percent, and then this is where it gets good. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. On Stranger Tides, thirty-two percent. Yeah. Audience, fifty-four percent. And That's then this the last one, one, Dead Men Tell No Tales, twenty-nine percent. Audiences, sixty-one percent. I thought it was good. It made it made me laugh. It was classic Jack Sparrow stuff, and I was I followed the story. Mm. I liked the new characters we got. Well, so. 61% of the world agrees with you, Well, Kendra. that's over half. That's passing. Oh, no, that's, that's pa- not That's not passing. 65 is passing, so. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> okay, so. well, anyway, we'll we'll keep keep an eye on this and see what happens. You, you should keep the eye out. Okay, I, I will. I will. DreamWorks is developing a new Phantom Tollbooth movie. Did you read the Phantom Tollbooth? Is that the one on the cover and it's like, there's like a dog or yes. something on it? Did you not read you, the I Phantom Tollbooth? No. I didn't either. What? Hold on. I remember you really liking it and I never read it. Well, it's going to be directed by Carlos Saldana, who did movies like Rio and Ice Age. So from what I'm gathering, it's going to be an animated movie, which makes makes sense. Um, yeah, but yeah, you should read the book. It's it's a really good book. It's really yeah, it's really clever. Really liked it. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, this is kind of sad news. So the woman who invented green bean casserole passed away this week. Oh <laughs> wow! Oh man! I know her name was her name was Dorcas Riley, and she died um, of Alzheimer's this week. But she used oh, to wow. um, she used to work in at Campbell's. Um, the Campbell's company in like their kitchen and where they, cause you know, they like come up with their own recipes and stuff. Um, and she right. invented it there. Um, so Campbell said that last year, last holiday season, the site for green bean casserole got 2.7 million visits. Wow. It's like their most popular recipe. It's even oh, in, in 2002, it got inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame. The recipe. Well, it is a it's a pretty pretty good invention. I'd yeah, say. it makes yeah. honestly green bean casserole for me. I associate with holidays because yeah. I'm pretty sure we have it at that is that is like the uh, he's bringing the casserole green bean casserole to Thanksgiving yep. type deal. Yeah. Yeah. Very um, good. Yeah. Not What's all the... heroes wear capes. <laughs> Just remember that. Exactly. Okay, so. I know you guys didn't see Teen Titans go to the movies, but I saw Teen Titans go to the movies. And at the end of the movie, I don't know if it was like right before the credits or post credits, the original Teen Titans from the cartoon from when we were growing up, they come on the screen for like two seconds and they say something about they're coming back or something. So we were all like kind of wondering what that meant. Well, they put out, well, actually, on the Blu-ray for Teen Titans Go to the Movies, there's this little, like, teaser trailer that combines the Teen Titans um, theme song and the Teen Titans Go theme song. And people are like, what is this? And so Warner Brothers has kind of confirmed that it's, like, 
a real thing they're working on that's going to combine the Teen Titans show and the Teen Titans go into something. So that's kind of cool. Did you you remember the Teen Titans show from? Yeah, I don't know, like two thousand eleven. Yeah, I like Teen Titans too. I did not like Teen Titans Go. I actually kind of like Teen Titans Go. I like Teen Titans Go. I I think it's pretty funny. I think it's it's like I don't know. I think it's just because it's not serious. Yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Doesn't like anything serious in his life. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Starfire in the Teen Titans Go show just cracks me up nonstop. Um, the movie was bad. It I think I laughed twice in the whole movie. Mm. But I will be interested to see what they do with this. I, I don't know if they're going to do like a special or if they're making a new series with both. I don't I don't know that they could do that, but we'll see. I honestly forgot that that they made it to the movies. So <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that either. Had honestly. no memory of that whatsoever. So yeah, there were there was some funny stuff, but overall, I uh, I did not like it. There's a new SpongeBob movie in the works. It's going to be called "It's a Wonderful Sponge," like "It's a Wonderful Life," mm. um, and it's going to be I... his origin story. Um, so it's going to be uh-huh. about him going to summer camp and meeting all of his friends in bikini bottom for the first time. Um, so it's supposed to come out July 17th, 2020, and it's going to be the first ever full CG version of the universe. Um, and like the first movie, there's going to be some live action stuff too. Um, Mm. so yeah, I liked the first SpongeBob movie. Um, I, did I didn't see Sponge Out of Water, the newest one. Me neither. Um, but this one, I'd be I'd be interested to see like little SpongeBob meeting little Patrick for the first time. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I love SpongeBob, so I'm always down for more of it. I didn't see the. Mo- I don't know if I'd go to the movies to see it. Yeah, see I'd probably another wait. Another SpongeBob movie, but I. I mean, I love the show. So I just, it's kind of, it'd be a hard sell for me to go to the movies to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I really wish SpongeBob like was on Netflix because I'd watch, I'd binge the whole thing, honestly. Well, uh, I actually saw like a little bit of Sponge Out of Water this weekend. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was on TV and I was like, huh, that's what they're doing with SpongeBob these days. Okay. (laughs) That's funny. Um, yeah, I'll probably wait for, for DVD for, for this one, but I'm glad they're still doing SpongeBob stuff because I love SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope it never goes away. Yeah, so police in the UK are trying to find, and I don't know, maybe they found him by now, but they're trying to find um, a guy who was caught on tape stealing beer out of this convenience store, and the funny thing about it is that he looks exactly like David Schwimmer from friends do you know ross ross from friends um looks exactly like him and so they posted the picture like hey be on the lookout for this guy and everyone who saw it just like bombarded the post with friends like quotes (laughs) and like things like that to the point where david schwimmer went on twitter and posted like a fake surveillance tape of him carrying beer like through this store and like looking up at the camera. 
Um, and him being like, see, I wasn't in the UK. I'm in, I'm here in the US. Um, so yeah, so it's it's really funny if you look up the the picture of the guy. It looks exactly oh, like yeah, him. Oh yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, but I I just think it's so funny when like the celebrity kind of gets in on it and David Schwimmer like made that video. I thought that was so right, funny. Right. All right. Last bit of news um, is about Lord of the Rings. We love Lord oh, of the Rings here. Yes. Um, so there's a new book that just came out by Ian Nathan, and it's called Anything You Can Imagine, Peter Jackson and the Making of Middle Earth. Um, and it's got, like, if you've watched it, the thing I read said, if you've, if you're a really big fan, you probably watched all the, like, stuff on the DVDs and all the extras and stuff. But this book has even more like facts about the making of it than are on those DVDs. Um, and oh, yeah, so I'm really excited to read it. So later in the show, after we do our nostalgia of the week, I'm going to read five facts from that book that oh, I, that's so exciting. Yeah. And I'll, uh, so a little bit of sizzle for later. Um, wow. And that's the I, this is Sizzle. this is definitely uh, something up my alley. <laughs> I, I love. I can't get enough Lord of the Rings facts and uh, random trivia. So I'm I'm definitely excited for that. Interested in that? So yeah, there's a, there's some good facts. So we'll get to those later. Yeah, I've probably watched those those bonus things at least I don't know like once a year. Or so. Yeah, so I've, I've watched watched a lot of it. Yeah. All right, this week's nostalgia of the week is Corbin. So Corbin, what do you have for that us is, today? That is right, and today I have for you just a little glimpse into my childhood. Um, if this movie didn't exist, I would. It's the one movie from my childhood that that I hold on to the most, um, and probably have watched it only a couple times after kind of growing up and but that is the 1971 willy wonka and the chocolate Factory. oh yay wow i was so, not expecting you to pick this <laughs> this is my this is by far my favorite movie from my childhood um, what yes i did not know but, that listen obviously there's gonna be things like oh i remember phantom menace and stuff like that but like as far as just like <laughs> A movie from my childhood, standalone, it's this. Um, and so, yeah, I just, everything about this movie captured my uh, imagination as a kid, you know, from, you know, the first, them walking into the chocolate room to, you know, being a kid who's got nothing and getting a golden ticket and everything. So um, I don't remember a time when this movie kind of, like, I don't remember my first time watching this movie. Um, I just always, always kind of had this movie. And I'm Kendra, I'm sure me and you watched it at the same time. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also like, we can go around and kind of give our nostalgic, but I have I have rewatched it when Gene Wilder died. I, I bought the movie on Blu-ray like that week to just kind of relive some childhood memories. And it is so, it's so interesting to watch a movie from what you thought of it as a kid to what you think of it to what it actually is when right. you're an adult yeah um it's when you're a kid you just you know the music's great it kind of just really does like 
I would love to have like a chocolate river and, and all this <laughs> stuff and, and live in a chocolate factory. Um, and then you just realize that Wonka is just killing kids off who are brats <laughs> and getting away with it. Well, and not just, on he's purpose. Gonna, he's just going <laughs> to... Um, he doesn't kill any of them. Does he not? No, you see them all he's leave like, at the end. No, you don't. No, yes, you don't. Huh? That's it. That's in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Oh. You do not see any of them leave. Oh, okay. Well, maybe they're dead. So he's like, well, he's so, the way he talks about it, too, it's just so like, oh, you bet. He's not like, oh, you better like hurry up or he's going into, because he's going into the incinerator. He's just like, yeah, he's going to the incinerator. Like, it's so matter of fact. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you might want to hurry up, you know? <laughs> so. So there's always like this, like he's just killing these bratty. It's such a it's such a British way of dealing with like kids of like, well, they're brats, so we're just gonna kill them <laughs> off. Like it, it's they're kids, so you know. So it's actually a story of a serial killer. Yeah. He's a serial Who killer. He's getting children. away with it, and he's gonna. Play. It happened to Wonka's property, and he gave it all to Charlie, and he's floating away. That's wow. right. Wow. Think Charlie with the blade. Think about it. It's I'll write that book. I'll write yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. A fan fiction on it. Yes. So, so Kinder, tell me your uh, your experience with this movie. Um. Well, like like most people, I love this movie. It's it's it, you're right. It just feels like it's always been there. There's never been a time yeah. without Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um. And you know, Gene Wilder. It's just like he is. Willy Wonka and I like mm-hmm. parts about the the Johnny Depp one um but not I mean I think it's good that he played it 100% different than Gene Wilder. I, um even yeah. though he played it real weird but uh I think it was a good choice to not try to be like him at all um yeah. because he just is Willy Wonka. Um right. but as I'm thinking about it there's a lot of stuff about this movie that like scenes that I don't like to watch like the stuff that happens to the kids like the kid getting stuck in the in the chocolate in the tube, tube. Yeah. I hate oh, that part Oh I hate that part Um I hate the part where they're they drink the fizzy lifting drink and they are like going to get chopped up by the blades yeah. of the thing I don't like that I don't like the creepy, the creepy guy oh. who's following Charlie around. I forget. Slugworth. I, yes, Slugworth. Slugworth. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so, he was so creepy. Yeah, like he did a really good job. Well, so, yeah. was creeped out by See, him. See, to me, what's so all all this movie is extremely creepy, uh, and it is weird that it's like my favorite kids movie because it is kind of like he is, you know kill these kids and then there's this like creepy guy who's like you know give me the the yeah the formula to the everlasting gobstopper and the tunnel scene is super creepy yeah as a kid. Oh, the tunnel but scene freaked me out that part so is so weird it's just so interesting that tim burton who i feel like prides himself on being this creepy weird director couldn't even talk like couldn't even come close yeah. to how creepy this movie was yeah like like it just was not even it i did not like charlie and the chocolate factory at all um yeah mainly because either. i love this this movie to me is so it's like them trying it's like you trying to remake lord of the rings or remake 
something yeah. else. Like it is just so iconic. It's so good. Yeah. Just leave it alone. Don't, yeah. don't touch with it. Um, in some ways, I, in some ways it's like you're trying to recast Michael Scott, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. It is, it is Steve Carell. It is Gene Wilder. It, so, um, but Christian, what are your experiences with this? Um, well, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I can't remember the first time I watched this really. Mm-hmm. But I remember like watching it a lot, like right. as a kid, and um, I do remember being like so freaked out by the tunnel scene. Like there's a there's a part where you see like these like leeches or something yeah. on some dude's like chest. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like that part always freaked me out like so much. Yeah, um, it's it weird. It was just so like unsettling. Yeah, as it, for a kid especially. But well, I did like. This movie was magical at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like the thought of like an everlasting gobstopper yes. as a kid. It's like such a just like this movie makes you want to buy candy. Yes. It does. Like yeah. and so I think that's why it's so attractive as as a kid, you know, like the idea of a chocolate river. You know, all the even the candy store scene, like when all the kids are getting candy. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You're yeah. just like, oh my gosh, I want to mm-hmm. be like with these kids in this right. candy store and you know try all this chocolate and stuff. I love it's the scene, cool. the scene when they first get into the factory and they're like eating, like the uh, the teacups, like the yeah, flowers are teacups, and edible. then you can eat the cup. Mm-hmm. I just always, I I love that part like yeah. and then like some of the the toadstools have whipped cream is the whip the white part is like whipped cream right um yeah i love that and you're right yeah that candy store scene where they're all in the the candy store buying all the candy yeah. it definitely and i mean i think it i love i always loved that you could buy like that they made candy and they call it willy wonka's nerds willy wonka's yeah and re- yeah, that was genius. Whoever came up with that was yeah extremely smart. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was just eating I mean, a box of nerds the other day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this movie. Um, going back, I don't. When's the last time y'all have seen this movie? Not Ooh. on TV. It's been a while. I I would say it's yeah. been um, five okay, ten years. So been a couple some, years. Some things that now uh, this is just for me rewatching it and and just kind of observing. This movie is really short. It, it You don't see Wonka until 45 minutes into yeah, the Yeah, it's a long time. And then it, it once they're in, it just goes. And it just it it's almost like next thing you know, it's just him and uh, that kid who loves, what's his name? Johnny TV or something like that. Oh, yeah, TV. Yeah, his name's TV something. Mike anyway, TV. Mike, Mike TV. TV. Mike TV. So um, it goes by just so quick. But it's like you're still it it holds your attention. The other thing is, is I think this movie is so funny as an adult. Like the <laughs> guy who's like having who's like we've created a computer that can tell us exactly where the Wonka bar is, and then they ask it like twice and it doesn't give them a response. And he's like, I am now telling the computer exactly what he can do with that candy bar. You know, <laughs> like it's so all the wit of it is so funny. But it's like they just. You know, when they introduce the kids, it's like two minutes of like a comedy bit with the kids, and then that's your background on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't just start it off. It's like, you know, they have this stuff with you know, Veruca and being so, 
crazy and and schnozberries so but yeah it's just it's just so uh it goes by so quick but the other thing that's kind of just some these are just like some observations i is that none of these people have other than g wilder none of them have ever done anything else yeah with um so i was just kind of looking up the cast and what they've done and the guy that played charlie he turned down some acting roles and instead became a vet, a, a veterinarian, like specialist in cattle and horses. Huh. So, and he lives in New York. Does he? Yeah. So, Glenfield, huh. Glenfield, New York. Huh. I don't know where that is. So, so, um. Didn't the grandpa do, what, I feel like I've seen I think something else some, with him in it. Yeah, I think, he, okay. Yeah, he is familiar. Yeah, he he has a very familiar else. face. Um, like, but it's just like. Besides that. It's it's just so interesting that this movie was iconic and it, it is you know it's 1971. It was nostalgic for me as a kid, and none of them have really done anything else. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Grandpa Joe, let's talk about the real villain of this movie, <laughs> and that is Grandpa Joe. What? He, he is by far Kendra. I know you probably haven't seen it in a long time. But he is by far the worst person in this in this movie. Why? Like, okay, so from the beginning, they're all like in bed, right? And he's his the mom is making like cabbage water stew, and he's just complaining about how he wishes they could have more food. And then he's like, "Oh, I should also probably quit smoking tobacco." <laughs> and it's like. Do you have enough money to buy tobacco for yourself, but not for the family, like, to provide? And then the whole fizzy lifting drink was completely his fault. Yeah, that's he's true. Like, he's like, Charlie, just just do it, man. Like, just take some of this. Who cares? We'll get away with it. And then they don't get away with it. And then he's all like, the first thing at the end of the movie, when he's like, Charlie, you've won. You've won the whole thing. Spoiler alert for yeah. if you haven't seen a 1971 movie. He's like, you've won the whole thing. And Grandpa, and he's like, your whole family can move in. And Grandpa Joe's first thing out of his mouth is, me too. Like, it's all about him. Like, I can do this. And he, and the whole time, it makes no sense to me why he's in bed the whole time, can't do anything. And then Charlie was just taking, he's like, oh, a tour of a chocolate factory. I'm all better. Let's go. <laughs> Grandpa Joe's the worst. I I, wow. I have heard the theory of or the theory that Grandpa Joe is the villain too. He is. And you know, it does make sense to a certain degree. The villain uh, the villain is uh bad parenting and bratty children, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's all it's all sorts of bad. Well, I mean it, it it never like I never really understood like why they were all in the bed like when I was a kid. I didn't either. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? No concept of it. But it seems like he's just basically even he's just, just mooching off, man. And, and then he's like, oh, I can. I'm like all of a sudden able to go to to a job factory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So the guy who played Grandpa Joe was the voice of Amos Slade in The Fox and the Hound. Who I think is like her neighbor oh, that wants yes, to to yes. kill the fox. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So. Gotcha. There's that. 
another villain in another movie. Mm. Wow. Look at mm. that. Um, so there's, you're talking about like jokes that you get now. There's a joke that, and it's a really small one, but you know when they're trying to get in the room and he like plays the little piano? Yes. To get in the door. And the yeah. mom of the one kid leans over to someone else and is like, Rachmaninoff. And I yeah. did not understand what she was saying yeah. when I was little. I was like, rah, 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 rah. what is she saying? <laughs> right, but right. now I'm like, oh, Rachmaninoff, yeah. the composer. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's yeah. a lot of good. I mean, I, this movie is just in every way to me special. Um, and it just, it has, it shows in every way. So I was just looking up some, some facts about it and, who so, directed you know, it? That's a great question. Um, but you know the scene where, first off, it's probably one of the great introductions to a character in, in maybe all of cinema. I mean, just like him walking out and everybody's yeah. kind of like holding their breath and, and he's like, you know, limping and then he falls down. Yeah. Um, Gene Wilder actually came up with that himself. Um uh, it says Gene Wilder came up with the idea for Wonka to make his entrance with a limp uh, um, because he wanted people to never really know if he was telling the truth or lying. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, things like that where it's like he made that up, you know. He, yeah. He had a good enough uh And that part is so, it's so tense. Like the first time yeah. you watch it, you're like, everyone's staring at him and you're like what's happening right right <laughs> and then he falls over yeah 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 it is a good scene um kendra mel stewart directed it mel stewart don't, i don't know what else he's done don't know that name at all you continue i'll look it up so so just to give a comparison willy wonka and the chocolate factory according to the old rotten tomatoes a perfect 91%. <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory got an 82%, but a 51% by the viewers. Have you have you heard the theory about like they're in like a dystopian future? No. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know like the exact uh conspiracy, but it makes a lot of sense that like they don't there's never like countries named in this. And, like, they're all in this place that is obsessed with chocolate. Like, everybody is, like, like so obsessed with chocolate. And there's, like, I can't really remember. But what I always thought was interesting is none of Charlie's family is British, but they look like they're in a British They do. World. Yeah. Doesn't it? Like, nobody's British outside of, like, the teacher. Yeah. You know? So, oh, the teacher I thought was so funny, too, with the whole he can't calculate two, you know? You remember the, that scene? The teacher? Yeah, the teacher. He's like, how many Wonka bars have you got? And he's like, two. And he's like, well, I can't calculate two. <laughs> so we'll say 200. And it just pans back to to Charlie. And he's just got like this like sad, embarrassed face. Do you not remember that? <laughs> I, I I am remembering it now. Yeah. I remember it now that you say that. Yeah. Like, I knew there was a school scene. I just yeah. like, it's like. But it's just like always like fuzzy, you know. You know that it and like his mom like washes clothes for a living or something yeah. like that. And like there's uh I can't remember. Oh, that that might not be right. Never mind. But I just heard of, like the theory that 
like chocolate is like the most important thing in this world or something like that. So, um, but it make to me, it makes sense. Cause it was like, they filmed it in Munich, Germany for whatever reason. I mean, there's nothing in there that makes you be like, Oh, we have to film this, this in Munich. So, but yeah. Um, I'm looking through the director's stuff and it looks like he's done a lot of like documentary stuff and a lot of <laughs> TV stuff. I'm not, I'm not recognizing any other movies that he's done. Um, but a lot of, a lot of TV episodes. Yeesh. Well, did you guys read the book that this is based I on? I did. I did read the book, but a long time ago. Yeah, me too. I don't I remember did. much about it. Yeah. Um, I don't either, reading but, it. but I do love Ronald Dahl, so. Ronald Dahl. Ronald. No. <laughs> there's, no there's no N. I know. I know. I always called him Ronald, though. <laughs> Ronald Dahl. Ronald Dahl. <laughs> yeah, I love Ronald Dahl, too. Oh, another thing is the director didn't let any of the actors go into the chocolate room until filming. Oh, so I love. So they were. Yeah. Yeah. We think about stuff like that. Yeah. He also didn't tell them about the boat scene. Yeah. What was going to happen in the boat scene. So Well, that was probably good, too. I don't understand the point of the boat scene. Is there a point? Um, I don't know. Or is it just to creep you out? Just to show that he's like. I think just to show that he's kind of unhinged. It's like him too. Yeah, it's like you don't know if he's just crazy or not because he's like, the river is growing. <laughs> you know, it's like this like crazy like his monologue during the whole thing is like yeah, is it's very on? scary. Like, I mean, you obviously can tell like it's from 1971, but like him just like sitting there like with his classic like Gene Wilder like eyes getting wide, you know? Yeah. And, it makes it a lot scarier so um so i've i have a couple of facts here from geektyrant.com um but this is the chocolate river was actually made of real chocolate water and cream and it says it spoiled fairly quickly and left a terrible smell (laughs) god oh that would be fun to work with (laughs) (laughs) Um, at least it looks good yeah (laughs) Uh, this is the Wonka Tanya boat was on a track in the Chocolate River, but the actor playing the Oompa Loompa at the helm thought that he was really steering it. <laughs> oh, wow. For That's the sake funny. of believability, director Mel Stewart didn't tell him the truth. Uh, the actress who played Veruca Salt smashed a watermelon-sized chocolate egg on a rock in the chocolate room that she didn't know was real. She badly cut her left knee falling onto it. And if you watch carefully in the first scene with the egg, you can see that her left stocking is bloody. She still has a scar on her knee from the injury. Oh, wow. You know, one other thing about this movie is the kid actors are really good. Like, a, a kid, a kid actor can can halt an entire movie, and when your whole cast is tip, is is pretty much children, it it just is really, and especially in this time, I think we're kind of hitting a heyday with kid actors. I mean, we we come along really good ones like Stranger Things. All those yeah. kids are really mm-hmm. good, but you know with. A great example outside of the Phantom Menace and Anakin, who's who obviously was bad, um, is 
when we rewatched the original it those kids were not good at all oh, yeah. it kind of just it takes you out of it you know yeah whereas this all these kids are believable yeah. i mean all, all of them are they play their character to a t just like the girl who plays veruca is, you know she's she plays a bratty kid extremely well yeah um, so i mean that's just one of those things where it's like it makes it a lot easier to watch is because all those kids are good yeah and i like I like that it's a movie that really, like, the bratty kids are in no way heroes or rewarded for their behavior. Like, the good yeah. kid, I mean, he makes a mistake, but the good kid is the one who wins out. Um, and I like that. Um, this is the last one I'll read. A lot of the facts on here you've already mentioned, Corbin. Um, but mm-hmm. it says, during the boat scene... Uh, Wilder's acting was so convincing that it frightened some of the actors. Apparently, they thought that Wilder really was going mad from being in the tunnel. <laughs> That's yeah, I believe it. He does that. He does that scene so well. I know. Oh, he just like really he went. So he went for it. <laughs> yeah. When I rewatched it a couple years ago, that's that song, whatever he says, was in my head for like the next two days. <laughs> it was like the creepiest thing. Hey, Kendra, I saw this. Uh, this is on BuzzFeed. It says the musical code that Wonka played is actually uh, from Mozart's Marriage of Figaro. Figaro. Yeah. Even though uh, Miss TV says it's Rachmaninoff. That's so funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay, so what would you guys say is your favorite scene of the movie? Oh man, um, you must pick one. It's definitely the song "Cheer Up, Charlie." That's <laughs> <laughs> the part where we all zone out and go refill our popcorn. That's the, that's the scene. No, no, I really cannot stand that song. I know, it's I can't like, either. It's so it boring. Is so it is so forgettable. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I love. There's. I, I can tell you a couple because I. It's just. I love the first scene when he's singing uh, and they go into the chocolate room. Yeah. I love that scene because it, it plays with your imagination as a kid. <laughs> Part of me loves when uh, Veruca wants a, wants a, what is it? A, a, Everlasting a, Stopper. No, the goose. She wants a goose. Oh, the, the goose, golden goose. Because, because our mom has mocked her so many times <laughs> in my life that it's always funny to me. Um, and then, the the end scene when when Wonka is like yelling at them and he goes et cetera et cetera yeah yeah, like, yeah. I always thought that scene was so funny <laughs> and then the I mean the ending is so good too when it's like the good kid wins you know yeah like so I don't know I just love the whole movie I think the choc the chocolate room scene that song um, is probably my favorite um, yeah. but I do like I like when they lick the wallpaper. Um, I like that scene and any, I like when they make the, I guess it's the everlasting gobstopper that is like that colorful little candy that they make. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. I like that scene too. Um, I really like the candy man can song. <laughs> yeah. I like that song. Oh, so. fun fact. Apparently, uh, oh, Sammy Davis Jr. wanted to be the candy man. Really yes. Bad. I just read that. And he, they turned him down for whatever reason. Huh. But Lame. He really wanted to be. Yeah. I like the guy that's the candy man. Yeah. yeah. I like it too. So he always seemed really nice. He was like, I'll give you the Wonka bar. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing that's funny, um, 
so <laughs> I was looking up the Grandpa Joe theory, and they put a bonus antagonist at the end, and it's the Candyman. <laughs> and the reason why is because the whole song he's giving like free candy to kids during the Candyman, <laughs> and then when Charlie comes up, he makes him pay for a candy bar. <laughs> It's pretty funny. Yeah. That's good. But yeah, the Candyman can. I really like that. And then, I mean, the Chocolate River scene is just great. Like yeah, the idea yeah. of that as a kid is just awesome. You, do, you could have a river of chocolate. Yeah. Well, the, chocolate! Everything, everything being edible. Like the idea that, yeah. there, is, that there could be a place where everything yeah. is edible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just cool. Well, and also this movie did give us probably one of the greatest gifts of all time or memes of all time. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. a that's a plus. So. <laughs> all right. Well, should we rate this movie? But how many Wonkabas are you giving this? Wonkabas. Uh, I give it ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. It's still good. It will never not I'm be good. I'm giving this a ten out of ten as well. Heck yes. My first, this is your 10, first out 10, 10 out of 10 for <laughs> Christian. That's what we like to see here. Um, I I for sure am giving this a 10 out of 10. Great music, great cast. Gene Wilder, all-time fave. I know. I can't wait to to show this to my kids when they're yeah. when they're old enough to not be freaked out by it. <laughs> Did you guys think the blueberry scene was creepy when you were a kid? When she, like, gets blown up? Yeah, and, like, she turns blue. Uh, a little. Not not as much as I hated, like, some of the other scenes. Um, You know, like the, the tunnel know, scene. You know what's funny? When I first... I, the, the only thing I do remember when I first saw this is I really did think that that's how TV happened. Is that it's, like, little particles oh, yeah. floating in your head. <laughs> Like, I was convinced <laughs> that's what happened for a, for a little bit. So I'd probably, I mean, I probably saw this at a really, really young age if I... Man, this movie is stressful. Yeah. All the things that happen to the kids is very yeah. stressful. They're, they're bad. They deserve it. I think so the thing is, yeah. like, it really makes you be like, for me, like, I never, I never cared one second for any of the bad kids. Yeah, yeah. no. Like, you're just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you take the same... <laughs> You take the same sadistic approach that Willy Wonka does. You're just like, if well, he dies, he him. dies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Great pick. Thank you. Thank I you. had no idea that you liked, like, this. You would say this is, like, one of your favorite movies from your childhood. I, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, what other movies would really be? I mean, outside of the, the Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, what other movies would I really. Yeah. West Side Story. You like West Side Story. I only saw that like once. (laughs) But listen, when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. way. All right. Well, as promised, I have some facts about the making of Lord of the Rings. Um, I am very bad at reading nonfiction books. And I know you both are good at reading nonfiction books, but I will start them. And I will not finish them just because I just I just lose interest. But this one, I I think I'm gonna read it because these these five facts that they give really made me want to read it. Um, so I got this from EntertainmentWeekly.com. They put out this article um, called Five Things You Didn't Know About Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings Movies." So the first fact is that Peter Jackson feared for Viggo Mortensen's life. So 
apparently, um, here. The, wait, wait, wait. Can I guess what? Yes, this is? go oh. ahead. Is this in the when uh, he's floating in the river? No. Oh, okay, go ahead. Okay, I'll just read it. So it says, Viggo Mortensen's most powerful scene in the trilogy nearly killed him. The only suitable location for filming the Black Gate of Mordor scene, so in the third one, in which Mortensen's Aragorn fully embraces his duties as the King of Gondor, um, and he has that big speech. Um, So it was in an area of the, I don't know how to say it, Rangipo Desert, used by the New Zealand military for training. So it was covered in unexploded artillery shells. Wow. The country's army set up a safe area for filming, but Mortensen still, he rode outside of the area while he was giving his speech. He, like, didn't stay in the safe area. He just, like, kept, (laughs) he kept going outside. That's classic Vigo. So... Um, so the writer wrote that Jackson remembers waiting for the explosion. Um, so he said, having found their perfect Aragorn, they were going to watch him get blown up by an exploded, unexploded (laughs) New Zealand bomb. (laughs) That would have been a shame. That would have been horrible. It would have been horrible, but you know, (laughs) what is that to make a masterpiece? Ego did. Yeah. All right. Second fact. Uh, Gollum, played by Andy Serkis, was antisocial on and off screen. So as you know, the fellowship actors, they went and got their matching tattoos. Um, But Serkis mostly flew solo during production. In order to get into Gollum's solitary headspace, the actor took a three-day canoe trip down the river i will not attempt to pronounce with only J.R.R. tolkien's book for company and the excursion didn't end well um so the in the book the author writes soaked and short on food circus had to be rescued by three outwardly bound wellington uh counselors <laughs> wow <laughs> good for so, him poor andy circus i just read an article that i it was from a few years ago but it said that he doesn't want to like when he dies he doesn't want to be remembered as the guy who played Gollum. like he wants to be remembered for more than that and i'm like well, i'm i'm very sorry <laughs> sorry um, about it well i mean <laughs> if he would play a memorable star wars character oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um okay fact number three <laughs> A stranded Sean Bean and Orlando Bloom had to sleep on a stranger's couch. Jackson had planned uh, to stage a riverside battle near Queenstown, New Zealand, but a devastating storm flooded the site, preventing them from filming. So in the book, um, it says, We received a a notice along the lines of, No shooting today, river underwater. Um, And John Rice Davis is the one who was like recalling that. So the cast and crew got separated and stranded and alone. Sean Bean and Orlando Bloom happened upon an isolated cottage inhabited by an old lady. And she set the she let the actors crash at her place for four days until helicopters could rescue them. Wow. I would definitely let them. Yeah, I'd be like, come on in. That's a story. (laughs) Let me tell you about the storm. (laughs) Uh, and I think it's a funny pairing Sean Bean and Orlando Bloom are just like lost in the woods (laughs) I don't even know how that happens like how do you get separated like that (laughs) yeah yeah okay 
Anyway, fact number four. One of the most famous lines in the series almost didn't happen. So this is talking about one does not simply walk into Mordor. Another Um, great meme. Yes. (laughs) Um, So this line was the result of last minute additions. They were just like constantly editing and they they threw that in at the last second and had him say it so this says it was a passage of dialogue scribbled on a piece of paper and literally balanced on his knee wow yeah that's pretty Um, crazy let's see Mm. the writer points out you can even catch bean subtly glancing down at it during the scene it's hard to account for just how many memes were created by that line (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) wow All right, and the last one. The Beatles originally wanted to do a film version of Lord of the Rings, and the actors honored it in the best way. So Jackson wasn't the first filmmaker to attempt Tolkien. Back in the 60s, the Beatles tried to kickstart their own version. In homage to this and Jackson's general love of the band, Sean Astin, Elijah Wood, Dominic Monaghan, and Billy Boyd once gave the director a birthday gift, a photo featuring the foursome dressed in Hobbit costumes, but posed as John, Paul, George, and Ringo with the Hobbits in, with the Hobbits emblazoned on the bass drum. <laughs> wow. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's so, also really interesting. Did those facts make you want to read the book? Yes, for sure. And also, I didn't know any of them, so let's excited. book club this book. Let's all read it and then discuss it. Let's. I'm down with that. Let's, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Seems interesting. Yeah, I love. I uh, so I I have I probably watch those movies twice a year, and so I, I um, watched them with the commentary on. So it was with Peter Jackson, his wife, and uh, Fran. Walsh, I think her name is, and uh, their commentary is really interesting. Just like how they shot scenes in studio or, or on location, and th- then talking about it. But one of the more interesting things was, um, you know, in the extended edition when Sauron is a, or Saruman is uh, going to get stabbed in the back by yeah. Grima. Peter Jackson was talking about it, and he was trying to coach uh, Christopher Lee through it, who served in the war, the Great War, and. Uh, he said he said that he leaned over to uh, Peter Jackson and said, Do you have you ever heard a man get stabbed in the back? And Peter Jackson's like, No. He's like, Well I have. Oh. I know exactly I know exactly what to do. Oh. It's just like Wow. It's one of the reasons why I mean, he's a huh. great I mean, Christopher Lee is one of the best. <clears throat> I don't um, think I've ever watched it with the commentary. I should it's, I should do that. It's really I mean they have a lot. I got the Blu-ray and they have stuff with the actors and the directors and I didn't realize that but I just went ahead and started with Peter Jackson and uh, but yeah, there's a lot of commentary and so it was just a lot of that stuff is interesting like uh just like back to like scenes that you would just assume were shot in the same place were shot like the scene when Gandalf comes to Hobbiton, yeah, um, and sees Bilbo for the first time, and he's like, "You have an age today." All those cut scenes, one was in a studio, one was on location, and he's just like, "Wow," calling it as it is, and and so it's just really interesting. We um, should read this book, and then we should do our Lord of the Rings episode because we're definitely doing uh, a Lord of the Rings episode. Perfect idea, Kendra. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. All right. So let it be written. So let it be done. So let it be done. 
All right. Well, um, if you would like to uh, tell us how you feel about Lord of the Rings or Willy Wonka or any of the other things we've discussed, you can tweet at us at NostalgiaMeThis on Twitter, or you can email us, email us. Um, our email is NostalgiaMeThis at gmail.com. Uh, and you can listen to us on SoundCloud or on iTunes. So don't forget to rate and subscribe. Perfect. Perfect. Do it. Do it to it. All right. Let me leave you with some simple, simple words. Mm. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. That's what I do every day when I look at Christian. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>